It's a stupidly small podcast, episode 691. G'day, Lauren Clark. Hello, Stuart Farrell. Oh, David Attenborough there. Sorry, I'm starting to... <laughs> oh, it's play school. After you told me twice in a row that I sounded like, g'day, g'day, g'day I thought I'd mix it up a bit. Anyway, how are you? Good, except for a couple of things. Do we know yet some days you get good and bad? What do you want to hear first, the good or the bad? So yeah, much we've bad all been through it. Your... It's not even that bad. It, oh, all right. I just, you know, you know, it, it's March now. When you're coming out of the Christmas, um, you know, financial destruction of Christmas and the, the holidays and Christmas, everything. yeah. And you start, you start, sort of start going. Okay, well, we we we've overcome that a little bit, and we've we've gotten our heads just a little bit above water now. And then your car needs a service, uh, as I yeah. as I mentioned, because I took it uh, yesterday and. Um, $2,300. I mean, is it cheaper just to buy a broken down Hyundai every six months and drive off a cliff and go and buy a new one? Oh, that you know? Sucks. It's a tough one. Oh, and I'm speaking. I spoke to uh, my mechanic. He's a lovely man. He's around the corner. And, uh, you know, but I left home at half past four um, to pick up the car. Mm. It's a five minute walk away. And I didn't depart there till about quarter past six. The man can talk. And also, so, oh, but I, I think it's good to talk yeah, to him because that's I, I, a problem. That's <laughs> that is sometimes you have to, yeah. I but totally I can never can. It. Even like in the old days where I had to be somewhere, I say, "Look, I gotta go, gotta go." Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And then we we'll keep we we'll keep talking. Yeah. You know, how do people like that not know that they're it doing just loves it? Yeah, and it's nothing nasty. It's fine, in fact. Mm. Uh, and I also think, well, maybe it's good to build up a good rapport with your mechanic. You know, yeah, uh, then they only charge you two thousand whatever, two thousand three hundred rather than two thousand seven hundred or something. Oh my god! But, there's, but he he's good. You know, we were talking yesterday about the doctor upsell. Yes, our man. He he knows how to like. I I end up buying a new water pump, um, a new air, air conditioner belt, a new. A new cap for the radiator. I mean, apparently, because my cap on the radiator senses the heat of the car or something, and it would have looked a little bit frizzed. And the thing was, he always sells it to you like, well, it's it's preventative maintenance. It's preventative yeah, maintenance. Right. If you yeah. don't, you'll end up blowing the motor, or you'll end up this, and then it costs you this much. Yeah. So what he's so he's in fact he's he, you know we've spoken about future stew or future lauren so yes. what he is doing yeah he's painting future stew or future lauren or future you listener as yeah. the the irresponsible one the one that's going to cost current stew a heap of money yeah. unless you behave like current stew should and don't be future stew you know i know whereas and, i always think that future lauren's going to have somehow turned a corner and he's going to have be financially secure and well, you know have her life a bit yeah. sorted out and so yeah that's well i didn't it. pay it on a credit card does that make me half an adult you know at yeah least no, congratulations it that's, came out of an account of, of yeah. real money not yeah, made well, up money but it yeah. just means that oh, my real money stocks are very severely depleted yeah and yeah. uh it, I have a bit of a goal where I want to be by end June, end of financial year, if, if I, if I, um, and it's wow. like, I don't know, mm. e, what do they call it, EFI, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. And I just, uh, I, I, I'm going to have to take on a third or fourth job. But that's all right because um, so I love what, working. So, <laughs> so 
What I was thinking when you were saying that about the whole, would it be cheaper to drive my Hyundai off a cliff or whatever you said? Well, buy just to buy a junker, right? Yeah, For a yeah buy a junker bucks. and then trash it. Yeah, right? just well, drive off a cliff. Uh, I, the, the other day, yeah. was walking past, uh, and this is an inner city thing, but I was walking past one of those share cars. Mm. And I remember looking up those share cars, as if I did it, the jackpot, looking up uh, those share cars like a few years ago going, you know, we need a car. Mm. And in fact, I know, I think this was when we were, he was working out and so we were like, we kind of need a second car but there's no way we can afford a second car. Mm. And so he was like, well, maybe we could do this thing. Car next and, door or whatever it is. Yeah, well, there are a few of them. Car really? share, car next door, you know. Budget. Whatever. Anyway, hurts. point is it was not worth it. Like it was not really? worth it for our, well, because. Well, including if you include insurance, like yeah, your, your, so your it, car insurance, your car registration so what, and annual. Oh, no, no, no. Hey, 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 hey. I'm hey, asking. Hey. I know, but you don't let me finish. What I was going to say is it's not worth it hmm. if so there are things like it needs to be you need to have give this much notice to get, like to mm. get it you know mm. what i mean like the, mm. this is probably not the case anymore but it used to be that like you needed to know exactly when you were going to use it you needed to know it, it needed to be parked there so you couldn't go oh my god i need to use a car in 5 minutes mm. and then look and see where the where the car was like you know what i mean it just wasn't that it wasn't that adaptive to crazy life. So if you were somebody who just like needed a car occasionally, mm. lived by yourself or like didn't have kids, you know, didn't need, that was the other thing. We needed a car seat, you know, all that stuff. Yeah. Then it actually, I thought, oh my God, that is a genius idea. Like whoever thought of it, it is a clever concept because who wants to pay? Like every time it comes to that it's not big, cheap to run a car. like what's it called belt one, timing belt timing belt thing then you just have to just uh, like uh, pretend that money isn't real or something as you hand over just fistfuls of well i mean you don't even think the car's worth it but i suppose the car's got at least another two hundred thousand k's in it so what's how many years is that maybe 10 years you know so you've got to do the you probably end up paying the same i think the the ideal way is if you can get into novated leasing and just continually turn over cars and if within the novated leasing you your service costs and that are in, uh, included yeah so you've got a new car that's turned over every 3 years yeah uh or 5 years or whatever the term is i know i think that but not everyone you know yeah. it's a lurk that's only for rich people that's right but, uh, we, we once had a, um, in another life, we worked together and we had an imbecile of a program manager and he, uh, told a story about how he, he lived in the inner city and never, um, never worked, uh, sorry, never owned a car. Um, I'm sure he borrowed his mum's a lot. And the thing was, uh, he would, if he was, if he knew he was going away on the weekend or was going away, um, you know, with his girlfriend or whatever. Uh, would just hire a car, and it, and it would and it would prove cheaper. In you know, to hire a nice car for the weekend, mm-hmm. take it back to budget hertz. You know, whoever you know, Avis, whatever. Yep. Uh, and that and that was his solution to it. So I suppose that's sort of the older fashioned way of yeah. of what we're talking about with car next door. Anyway, twenty three hundred dollars. That sucks. What's Money the good you, news? Well, the good news is yes. Now after a hard day, getting financially pummeled. Uh, a letter came in the mail uh, from uh, my housemates, uh, Super Mob, and they. I am now. Uh, well, I suppose I always was, but now it's official with this new mob. 
I when she dies, I'm going to get a hundred percent of her benefits. Wow, Stuart. and and also receive a big chunk of insurance. So then, what do you do in this situation? Do you start planning the Ferrari early, or do you hope for a long and fruitful life together? This I, is the good. It, this it's is a the real catch twenty two. Don't you think that's one of life's catch twenty twos? Wow. wow. <laughs> Again, special shout out a, to the woman that puts up don't with you, think you it's an on an absolutely minute-by-minute minute basis. Don't you think it's an actual you know complete I'm just uh, uh, like adult thing? You know, I'm going like to sidestep to, all of that because, like you by know the you're way. in a committed relationship when, you're, when you know now if this person dies, mm-hmm. uh, you're going to cop the cash. That means you are in a relationship. You are, you are tight, you know. Wow. It's, it, well, it takes it beyond the... The uh, boyfriend and girlfriend stage, doesn't it? You know, it it means that, and and the same applies for me. Uh, if if they I call it, uh, in law, they call it. I don't know if they still do, but they used to right. call it sexually transmitted debt. And it was a oh. problem with women who were married to the and they and this is in the olden days mm. where the women would be at home and they'd be doing all of the home stuff. Yeah, and the bloke would put like all of the real money in a, you know. <laughs> I don't know, some other account, and he'd leave her with all of his debts and by accident or deliberately when mm. he went. Um, oh, and she and didn't realise. So she inherited rather than inheriting what this – this happened with, with – um, there were lots of cases about mm. this. And sexually transmitted debt was a big, like, um, equity question because of uh, women. And, you know, this is, there, there was a lot of change to the way they figure out stuff like so in a court of law now they Mm. well particularly um there was a kind of a fork in the road where they decided yeah actually all these women who have not had earning capacity because they've stayed home and they've like i end this guy's suit while he goes off and then he's turned 50 and he's left and you know she's raised his kids and Mm. all their kids their kids but she's she's raised them solely at home and he's been off earning money Mm -hmm. and so she's got nothing and she's got no capacity to earn and she's officially contributed nothing. You see what I mean? And so, the courts, were, and so the courts were like, eh, you know what we're going to do? Right. We're going to recognise that when you work at home, you know, it would cost you this much to get somebody to do that stuff. Mm-hmm. And, you know, that, that the woman has contributed that much in actual... Household chores. Actual sort of just, yeah, and, and there are, I mean, there's an article now, you asked me earlier if I had a what's in your phone, and I'm sure everybody, every feminist worth his or her salt has read uh, the one about emotional labour, but it's a, it's, a, it's a kind of contemporary version of that. It's where, have you read that? <laughs> she asked rhetorically. <laughs> um, it's an article, <laughs> just get a barrel on here, Farrell. Um, I, look, I agree with it wholeheartedly. <laughs> It's an article about how mm. the um, <clears throat> about how women mm-hmm. in the breakdown of marriage, ch- yeah, because of the breakdown of chores in in domestic chores in oh, relationships. Yeah. So the women and, and men, and the and the men often think that they're totally like enlightened, you know, contemporary humans, mm. and then it comes down to, and and barely anybody is doing fifty fifty. Like it's incredibly rare, right? And they did, and they, and this article breaks that down, and it says not only, and there's a thing called emotional labour, which is, uh, and and which is stuff like, you know, 
she's got she's got all the kids' timetables in her heads. She's got to when there's something that need when there's a person that needs to be called because we need to cancel that on Friday because we're doing this instead. Mm. Like all of that stuff and all of the kind of contemplating like how the dynamics of the family work. So oh, he's going to think this and she's going to think that. And so I'd mm. better make sure that and and compensating for all that. All of that work, like a lot of that work is done by women. And this article is famous now. It's kind of got this big status because women read it or a lot of women read it Mm. and go, wow, I recognise elements of that. And a lot of men read it and go, oh, well, now, come on. Uh, How does this match up? Hashtag not all men, et cetera. No, but what about like that whole – because, I mean, I don't have children, right? And uh, nor – uh, am I married, nor do I have a wife? Who, I, I, who you just talked about being married to. <laughs> no, I mean, for some weird legal quirk, we have right. lived together for so right. long. and uh, the, it's, the, like, it's like adverse possession. When yeah, you, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Squatters' rights around here. Finders' keepers, yeah. That's right. So it's um, so you hear about these stories about how in a divorce, yes, and I don't know, the, the wife always seems to get the house. Now, is oh that just God. a colloquialism? I don't. I'm not saying. I've never, I don't know anything about it. I've, my parents never divorced. I've never been divorced. I can't tell you what just happened to my blood pressure. Like, I just I can't hear. Tell you no, that. I know. I but know I just, you, you hear the, you hear these anecdotal things about. Oh, the wife always gets the house. The wife always. Oh, I'm left with nothing. I work my guts out. I've got to pay oh five hundred a week in this, oh and my I get, God, she got the house, and I've got nothing. To three AW, it is making. I don't. I listen to it during football season. They don't talk you about the wife in the house. You listen to three AW, don't you lie to me? I don't. Oh my god, that you've told us on this podcast. You listen mm. to three AW. Anyway, is it during football season? That is not the case. And in fact, in Australia, if you'd like yeah. to talk to me about uh, family law and uh, the way the courts work, I can point you towards several statistical articles about how... Statistics. As in, you know, how, breakdowns of like how courts decide and what they decide and, and mm. how often they decide this versus how often they decide that. And it's very much like that narrative which has been built up and built up by the men's rights peeps right. is um, it, once you compare it to actual figures and you break down the figures properly, you, it's, not, it's a no-brainer. It's just completely, you know, the woman always gets the house. Right. Do, you, do you remember when we – I can't believe that sentence came anywhere near this. So podcast. at least we agree with that. <sighs> it's not funny. Do you know the thing where we had – what's her <laughs> name? Melanie what? Raymond come and speak yes. to us. Yes, Emma, we had, we had uh, women living in cars and uh, families. That, yeah, that... she said that one of the biggest – in fact, I think it's the biggest growing demographic of women mm-hmm. in, I think, Victorian, possibly Australian um, society that is becoming homeless is older women, women in their 60s, seniors. And right. it's not like they like something's going really badly for them suddenly by accident. It's a pattern, and the pattern is couple, she stays home, does mm-hmm. all the domestic stuff, he does the work, work, go to work, gets paid stuff, uh, mm-hmm. She doesn't get paid for any of the home domestic stuff, which, by Hooks the way, the is a question. Up. Like, mm-hmm. why is she? Why is that not considered? Anyway, whatever. It's not. Well, it's not. So she doesn't. So mm-hmm. that's that's a thing. Then, mm-hmm. what happens is she. Uh, this is the pattern. Like she. she remember, she told yep. us this is a stat. Yep. The man leaves the woman when she when they're older, and she is 
cast out. She's her kids live overseas, or her, you know, she doesn't. She's she's lost. She has no form of income. Um, often it's often acrimonious. She's socially isolated. She's maybe not so healthy. Blah blah blah. And so she starts living in a car. You know, it just happens so so much now that it is mm. the growing demographic of homeless people. So, yeah, not so many people necessarily getting houses that so their you husbands pair that, worked their guts out for their whole lives for selflessly you, and then suddenly had stolen that from under them. An article from yesterday again, Lauren Clark. Mm-hmm. I mean, this podcast has taken a tangent for the odd <laughs> and the, uh, the heavy. Uh, we might have to uh, put ourselves down for best current affairs podcast at this rate, uh, Lauren Clark. Now, uh, now we, just a, we do have to enter those podcasts. It wasn't. We were talking yesterday about like, what do we do? Is it comedy? Is it like culture? Is it it's none of the <laughs> now above? It's like a hard hitting argument podcast. Anyway, yeah. Well, yeah. Now it's uh, it's hard talk and whatever you know. Whether it's a rip off of Tom Gleeson, but uh, it, the, finally, the, there was an yes. article in yesterday's paper, and uh, there was a study or a poll or a survey of Australians, right? And uh, it, it's time. There's been enough. Mm. Did you see this? No. Okay. This um, the equality for women thing. Uh, I think it's gone far enough. Was the uh, I think the high the overarching uh, thing of the, of the article. We will we'll link it tomorrow. It was a Fairfax article, but basically in this survey of Australians, mm. the um, women's equality and um, rights of women. Uh, both in uh, in reality and promotion and talking about, uh, it's pretty much hit the tipping point. We've had enough now. As okay, a so you're, what you're saying is that is we've had enough of equality. Well, no promotion of equality. Uh, well, well, whether or not we've mean? got equality, uh, yeah. we've had we've we've had enough of hearing about now, and it, it should oh take care God. of itself. Are you trying to kill me today? Um, I want to just kill well, everyone. Have, when am I, I, hear am this I going to get a hundred percent of your super? Or? Not um, oh. remotely are you going to yeah. get near my dollar fifty. But listen to no. me, that we must have the same super. Fight. I can't even. I'm not even going to talk. I, this I was a, this is an article. It's not me. In fact, I'll bring it up now. Oh my god, it makes me cross. Well, you see, the idea is right. The idea. Mm. What you defend it? Go on. No, I'm not. What I'm saying is, it's okay for. Well, not okay. People say in your. Oh, here's this. I, I bring up the website, and uh, it must have been an old. Um, uh, oh, Minister for Women is the top story in uh, yesterday's age, today's age still, because my mind doesn't seem to refresh. Minister for Women sounds warning over Me Too movement. Uh, Minister for oh Women, Kelly God. O'Dwyer, the warns the Me Too Kelly movement O'Dwyer. could silence the very women it wants to help. It's Kelly O'Dwyer. I rest my case, Your Honour, and that is enough. I don't need to say But that wasn't else. the article I was talking about. Um, if I can find it, because it was just that might be all gone disappointed. You know mm. what? Yeah, the, the me the the Me Too movement or whatever it's right? called, mm. like anything, like the gun control debate, like the you know the whole same sex marriage debate, like all of the all of those things. There are there are people on all sorts of sides saying all sorts of things, right? Mm. There are elements of it that are weird. There are elements of it that you might not like. But the argument that women should be treated respectfully and safely in their workplace or their Mm. lives and that women don't deserve one woman a week to be, you know, murdered 
and mm. stuff. I mean, it's just it, – it, it, I'm sorry if it's like annoying people that it's being talked about too much, but it is – and I don't agree. There are lots of things that – various shades of grey in here that I mm. – you know, like there are some things in the um, Me Too stuff where I've – where I've gone, oh, whoa, how do I feel about that? And then I've had to come back at it. I've had to read 700 articles and then I've thought, well, a bit more nuance would be like I'd be a bit here and a bit there, right? Mm. But the argument that talking about it and having it like at front and centre finally mm-hmm. in, you know, 2018 is like, I'm sorry, it's too much. We don't need to hear about it. It's just it's exactly the same. It, it's exactly the same as, um, a, you know, marriage equality. Like remember the argument against... Uh, homosexuality full stop was I don't mind as long as they don't shove it in my face and every every activist ever has got to shove things in people's face it's got to annoy people because if it doesn't annoy people then it's not going to become anything if you don't annoy people you know like Rosa Parks annoyed people do you know what I mean like well she was taking up people's seat for a start yeah see exactly but and it, it's, it's, I, I just don't... So what don't... about this Wolfgang... Um, no, I was going to say Wolfgang Puck. This peanut that was out here, Milo uh, Giannopoulos, or whatever yeah, his name yeah. was. So uh, how does he fit into it as far as... Because he's annoying and, he, and he's sort of, he says he's an agitator for, you know, free speech and mm-hmm. for ultimate free speech and uh, well, not much else really, just for himself in the end, but... Uh, do you think his type of annoyance is warranted or is it because, you know, and the whole thing is, oh, I say what I want because I'm gay, I married a black guy, I'm this and that. So everything you throw at me, you can't throw at me because I'm, I'm the antithesis of what you're saying I am anyway. Does, does he fit into any of your sphere because he, he's on the opposite side of where you may uh, reside as far as politics? I don't know what you're talking about. You're, are you trying to say that because Milo... <laughs> That crazy guy that everybody thinks is an idiot now, yes. said because he is, what, antagonising people? Therefore, yeah, but he, his he whole is argument a is free speech. Like he, he says he's a warrior for free speech. He says he's what a warrior for free speech, right? Yeah. So, so continue. So what does that mean about the Me Too So, I mean, and he's annoying. No, 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 no. It's so he's annoying people. No, but you're saying you've got to be in people's face. He's yeah. certainly in people's face. This is, a, this is, you know, blah, blah, thousand million, you know, women and uh, twi- people on Twitter mm. and blah, blah, blah. This is not one dude making a career for himself by being yeah. a pork chop. This is what I'm asking this for is, you. So, yeah, this is, like, this is like actual... You know, <clears throat> I think we talked about this recently and I've been like reading a lot about it and listening to a lot of things about it. But the whole, you know, the Women's March and the uh, young people, you know, the teenagers who have been shot and stuff and, the, you know, their mates standing up for themselves and um, and pushing on gun rights. And, and people are saying, oh, well, you know, they protest and then it doesn't they don't get what they want well mm. they're going to get what they want it's not going to happen immediately but it's going to happen because they're going to these movements get organized enough what they do is they continue to so i think it, i don't remember how many 200 or 400 women are, have run are running at the moment for office you know what i mean like the women, in america the, yeah yeah the women's um i heard that recently yesterday i think on a podcast but like 
that the women suddenly there were all these women who were just like ordinary dudes in the like universe running for office because of the women's movement because they got organized and they thought well how do we you know you know how do we take the next step and mm. the those kids are doing the same thing and and then you know They're congress is ignoring the them right yeah. Well, Congress might might ignore them, but then when they uh, when the election happens, and when all the little you know uh, Senate election things happen, that is going to be a real force, and those things are going to continue. And it's saying saying what somebody said ten, twenty years ago. Oh, you know, you're allowed to be gay, but please don't put it in my face. Is going to sound you know saying oh all these women protesting about me too. It's gone far enough. Mm. I think, look, to be fair, I think there was a lot of, because of the grey areas in the Me Too movement, because it's a spectrum, it's got, you've got people like Harvey Weinstein at one end who have committed like criminal offences mm. and, 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 you know, they've got thousands of, actually, I, I literally think it's hundreds of women um, coming out against them and it's an undeniable disgrace and there were cover-ups and payments made and he had like a system and like that's up one end of the scale and you've got like murders happening, like one woman a week, like all that stuff. That's at one end. And then down the other end, there are things um, happening that are not that, but that are being called out. And that's where, that's the bit that I'm kind of talking about, which is a bit of a grey area. And I think people get like kind of eked out or they get confused or whatever about how, about that scale and like where they sit on it. And that's totally fine. And as long as we know that we're not, that it's all part of the, – the point of it is that it's all part of a an overarching system that just is toxic and reaches into every element of society. And with that is going to come some confusion and lots of debate and lots of like, ooh, do I feel okay about that thing? What, that mm. this one person said that and then everyone jumped on him and is that cool? I don't know. And should, should he never have a career again because of that? And all he did was this. And But, is you know, if you ask the question – all he did was that. Would you want that done to yourself, your daughter, your sister, your mate, whatever? You know, it's all I'm saying is it's it's complex. I am totally prepared to admit that. But I think the whole idea that, oh, well, we've had enough now. They've had their say. It was just an article so yesterday. incredibly patronising. You did open up the hornet's nest yourself, Stu Farrell. I well, didn't I opened open it. Up it I kicked it. I rolled around in it. Then I disowned <laughs> it. Lauren Clark. How do uh, the political leaders of this country get in contact with you to, in fact, offer you a safe seat? Man, I am not going near any of it. And I'm so sorry to everybody that I didn't say enough stuff there. I was just flailing but annoyed. Flailing but annoyed is a uh, very, very familiar state for me at the moment, Stu Farrell. And people can find us at Stupidly Big. We're stupidlybig.com, stupidlybig. Uh, on Facebook, uh, Twitter, why do I always forget this? Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, Instagram. and iTunes, where you can give us a rating and a review and thank you. Wow, and the feedback has been phenomenal. Extra peeps who've been doing that and we've had lots of people getting Emails. in touch on Facey, which you don't oh. know about, which is so glorious because I've been able to have like whole convos with people without <laughs> you coming and disagreeing with me. Um, and Twitter, we had my, my listener in the wild, Kate, came and said hello. I thought I her name was Kate, but I didn't want to say it on podcast in case I got it totally wrong. I said it was Kate. And she is write? officially, she nominated herself oh, as yeah. the museum bureau chief. So we now have bureau chief oh, of the whole museum. Hang on. What about Beck who works at the museum? Is she a bureau chief? So does this. So does Kate. Oh. 
Maybe they can, you know, sort out who's in charge of which section. Well, Kate I might, know. might know our Beck. Maybe. Possibly. Sure Hi, Beck. Hi, Kate. Hi, Beck. I know a few people who Hi, work Kate. at the Musy. Well, you're there every second day. Um, Lauren Clark. Huh? It's been a bit of a heavy show. And I it think has. we should finish off with good news. Yeah, oh, God. But your other good news was my wife's going to die. <laughs> now, I'm the recipient of, uh, of her uh, mountains of wealth when she dies. Uh, officially, I tell you what. If she does die, you are in trouble now because you've said all that. Anyway, yeah. Well, I said, you, yeah, I said to her, "Look, you better watch your back." Um, Hilarious. Uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, Damien Hardwick, coach of the Richmond Football Club, much maligned in my eyes for many years, or my, from my mouth, re-signed yesterday t- uh, for till twenty twenty one, I believe, which will make him, if he lasts to that, the longest serving coach of the Richmond Football Club. And a congratulations to him. And I think we should just throw that in there, Lauren Clark. And uh, there was one other thing. Oh, well, stop whatever that is. <laughs> it's singing. Oh, hey, guess what? I just have to tell you guys. Oh. I went yesterday and got a really? free haircut. Oh, what, oh, at the dental hospital? God. Mm. What? <laughs> <laughs> no, I went, I won it in a raffle. No, the jackpot got it. Remember the jackpot bought all those things at that silent auction and this was like super, super cheap. And so I don't remember how much it cost, so therefore now it's free, right? Mm. But anyway, it was like nothing compared to, I think it was literally 10 bucks. And I went in and I had this amazing haircut and mm. halfway through remembered that I'd forgotten the voucher, <laughs> the voucher which mm. was officially uh, like up. So I was like, oh, no. Oh. I'm not going to be able to get this Wangle. on a voucher. I've just yeah. ditched my voucher. Anyway, and I had a little bit of a um, kanunji in my own head. And then mm. I texted. Isn't it kanundi? Kanundi, is it? Yeah. So I was prepared to uh, fold on that one. Mm. I mean, spelling-wise, but like sound-wise, kanundi. phonetically. I have a bit of a kanundi. Kanunji. You don't know kanundi. kanunji? That's kanundi. <laughs> We speak a different dialect. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, same language. Anyway, the point dialect. is I, I got the haircut and I got the voucher because of the bureau chief previously of Norway, now of I don't know what? exactly, uh, So who took a photo of it for me at my house and uh, sent it to me <laughs> via phone. Okay. So that I had it. Yeah, she was at my place. So she's the best, thanks to her. Uh, Stuart Great Farrell. story. Yes. Oh, shut up. You just thanked Richmond for existing or something. No, I didn't. I congratulated Damien Hardwick on becoming, Sorry, uh, signing up to 2021. I will and becoming see Richmond's longest-serving coach if he make, makes it to the end of his contract. Yep. Cool. Fascinating. I no, will uh, see you tomorrow. Yep. Let's go and enter the comedy section. <laughs> Well, uh, no you, we've got a big day of preparation uh, ahead, Lauren Clark, because tomorrow is International Chicks Day and uh, we want to be all over our feminist and um, emotions. Have you? Did you have a bet with someone before this podcast or something? One of your mates, is this digger? Did he set you up or something? Did he go, oh, I reckon. Are we doing anything special you for International Women's Day? You could actually get your... You to get Lauren's head a flame of its own accord. Are we going to do like what they do on old media and like have all women all day hosting the Stuart Lismore podcast? I tell you what, this rate, I wouldn't bloody mind. (laughs) Stuart Farrell, I may see you tomorrow and I may replace you. I'll be here for IWD, babe. Wow. (laughs) (laughs) What a pleasure it is, babe. Hanging out <laughs> on the day before the one women's day of the year. Oh, no, it's a bit much, isn't day. it? Can't they make it a half day so we can oh, get on with business after lunchtime? i got to go. I'll see you tomorrow, maybe. You're a giant jerk. And 
See you then. Bye-bye.